0: boy Roshan Gomez. This is our fourth recording. <laughs> hopefully all is well. We welcome to the house Miss Sharanya Radhakrishnan. Hi. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, we somehow managed to turn this on you and yeah. blamed it on your feng <laughs> yeah.
1: And so far I've said hello four times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hopefully this will be better. Thank you uh, once again for the fourth time maybe. Thank you for coming on. Uh, like I said that uh, this was actually... We had planned you later on and you had come on earlier. Thank you so much because it was a real solid for us.
1: No, I mean, thank you for having me because I, in terms of raising awareness and stuff, this is a fantastic opportunity. So, yeah, thank you. I'm
0: really excited to have this conversation because mm-hmm. um, it's a topic that I'm really interested in. Um, but before that, in the light of everything that's going on, we live in such weird times. How are you doing?
1: I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I I unfortunately had to close the... NGO, and I love teaching, and mm-hmm. I love my job, so that was the one part that was a little bit difficult. Okay, um, I'm not sure when we can reopen again, so, because I, I love my job so much, so it's difficult to stay at home and, you know, teach from at home. It's difficult, so.
0: That's another sad reality about mm-hmm. this whole um, scenario, whole situation. Mm-hmm. Because we are, I mean, the government, I, and it's logical that they would be trying to save jobs, mm-hmm. trying to save uh, corporations, but Uh, it would be that NGOs seem to be the collateral Mm -hmm. you know almost like the first to go and that's a bit of a shame
1: and I'm to be honest I'm really confused about the movement control orders like MCO, RMCO, CMCO what 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 do they all mean it's totally meaningless to me now so yeah
0: and I want to talk to you about how how does these lockdowns affect the students that you teach Mm -hmm. as well But before that, maybe you can tell us a little bit about who you are. What's your
1: background? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I am actually the co-founder of an NGO called Gem and Bread Special Needs Support Group. Uh, All my students uh, range… The age ranges from uh, 18 to 45. The 45 is our oldest. Uh, But we don't discriminate based on age. We accept all ages um, and all types of special needs. Uh, so, what we do is we are a job training center, but I ensure on top of this that my students are educated in the creative arts. So, I have seen a lot of benefits uh, of the creative arts. So, we teach them art, dance, music, and drama therapy. So, these areas actually allow for their uh, uh, you know confidence, uh, social skills. And when that is heightened also in increases their job productivity. So people need to start seeing the correlation between both of that because we can't just send them into jobs, you know, without teaching them social skills or confidence or, uh, you know, gaining confidence and stuff because uh, it both comes together. Yeah.
0: Even in the most selfish mode of thinking, you would want every citizen to be productive and contribute yep. to the society, right? So in that way, we all have a stake in... Uh, empowering mm-hmm. um, every person mm-hmm. uh, to be able to uh, live a productive life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get into this? Uh, were you exposed to uh, autism mm-hmm. uh, as a child? Meaning, did you have friends? Did you know anyone? Mm-hmm. Or was it something that just came on later in your life?
1: Uh, interestingly, a lot of uh, people that come into or, or that start opening NGOs for special needs and autism and things like that actually have either have a relative or have a friend. With uh, autism, Uh, I'm one of the few that had no no experience. Uh, I didn't have um, any friends. I didn't have any um, acquaintances I knew who were autistic. So I was not exposed to that environment at all. Um, What happened was I studied drama in university, Mm -hmm. and the first time I was study uh, in University of Exeter in the UK, Uh, and I I chose to study drama and one of my modules uh, was actually um, uh, applied theatre. And applied theatre means you can work with marginalised groups. So one of the groups I was helping was uh, uh, a group of autistic children. And that's the first time that I was ever exposed to it. Uh, And I came up with a performance and I thought, okay, you know, with autism, the one thing or one fact that I knew about autism was that they could they didn't like eye contact. I knew nothing else. I didn't know any other... <laughs> yeah, mm. that was the only fact for some reason that maybe I was taught at a young age or maybe someone told me once that they don't like eye contact. Um, and so I made them do a puppet show. So I said, let's put a screen in front of them so they don't have to engage with the audience. Um, and how wrong I was, totally wrong, because at the end, this little boy... Um, pushed through the screen and broke the screen to go in front of the audience and perform in front of the audience. So I was like, wow. You know, how drama just made him, you know, like, uh, perform in front of this group of people. I did not know that he would even want to or that he was capable of doing that. So I think he really opened my eyes. <laughs> and, like, and that's why I saw the benefits of drama, of theatre. And that's the first time, my first experience with autism. And from then on, I educated <laughs> myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, there are misconceptions but mm-hmm. maybe also stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I think we either picture uh, persons with autism as either being uh, a sort of a savant. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're talking about your wildness or mathematicians, mm-hmm. robot-like or computer-like or either they are some sort of like hunchback of Notre Dame they can't come out of their house because they are <laughs> so animal-like that they can't yeah. socialize with people. Yes. That doesn't seem to be a center. It seems we go between either one extreme, yes. right? Yes, correct. What, what What is it about your childhood in particular that that enabled you to sort of have this way to empathize or see this other person mm-hmm. as being more than that? Is there anything that happened in your childhood in particular uh, that might have motivated that or is it again something that just came on later naturally?
1: Uh, actually, it was something from my childhood. Mm. Uh, when I was growing up, I was severely bullied and by severely bullied, I mean like people poured glue in my hair, that Ooh, kind shoot, of thing. That's yeah, bad. yeah, And like I had no friends. I didn't have a single in the, friend. In Malaysia or? In Malaysia, yeah. That's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, when I was like 13 or, or going on 14. Uh, and I was very confused. I didn't know why I was being bullied. Nobody told me why I was being bullied. So, Initially, I was okay. Like my behavior was fine, but I think that made it worse. Like worsened it, worsened the behavior, and I became uh, someone who could not socialize. Who had it was a behavioral problem. It was an issue, and even when my f- mom had friends over to the house, I would run upstairs, lock myself in the room. I couldn't communicate with family members. That that was quite worrying. So, even people that I'm close to, I wasn't able to communicate. I would shy away. I would do really strange, you know, mm. like hiding in my room, that kind of thing. And refusing and crying, um, not wanting to go to social gatherings. So, my mom had a real issue taking me to a family dinner, for example. I would refu- flat out refuse. Mm. And I think the bullying made it so much worse. Mm. Um I was bullied by one girl in particular. Oh, if no. she's hearing this. How
0: dare you? <laughs> I hope you're ashamed of yourself, yeah. Miss <laughs> Dot dot dot.
1: <laughs> so it's
0: it, oh, I, what school did you go to if uh, you don't mind me
1: Bukidamansara.
0: Bukidamansara. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then Hartamas. It's a co co lah. Yes, co-atlas. it was. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: peculiar though. <laughs> this girl maybe she might have had her own issues i suppose
1: i i think so i'm not sure what it was i didn't do anything in particularly like in particular wrong yeah. but i was also bullied strangely enough by teachers okay. so i would get <laughs> really it's funny now it wasn't funny then but i would get really strange um, comments from teachers saying, uh, girl, why did you fail your history exam? You look smart, you know. Oh, you look smart." And I was like, what? That, that is not a compliment. That is really strange. Yeah. But I used to be, yeah, I, you know, bullied by teachers as well. That's what I feel. Um, and when I started with my students, I was like, wow, they went through, they go through this on a daily basis. They go through bullying. They get stares and looks and... I want to teach them how to, like, fight in a way, fight back, yeah. you know? And, and say what you need to say to make people understand. So, I train my children as well to say certain things in response back. Obviously, not horrible things, but how do you explain your condition? Let's teach you how to explain that, you know, to to someone who may not understand. Um, and they get bullied. I mean, some of my students, even they message people on Instagram. You can't help that. They love making friends. Mm. Um, But they message people on Instagram and those people um, then contact me and say, can you please, how do you, you know, can you please get him off my Instagram? This is such weird behavior and blah, blah, blah. So, there's no awareness, uh, Roshan. Yeah, Mm. it it starts from there.
0: Yeah, I think uh, when you're bullied as a young person Mm. or even if you don't get enough attention or if um, there's a degree of erratic behaviour in your childhood, uh, you tend to become very observant because mm. you you sort of intuitively learn how to detect mm. when certain things are going to happen. Yes. You become really hyper-vigilant, right? Mm-hmm. So, you learn kind of subconsciously uh, to always be ready for something and Correct. how to kind of avoid it before it happens, yes. right? And in a weird way, I mean, not the best way to navigate your life because you're always looking for problems yeah. to, to come so that you can solve it before it happens. Uh, a lot of anxiety, I suppose. Mm. But it helps you empathize yeah. with a lot of people. And it helps you understand. Um, you see, maybe you can see things to a deeper level when you see parents uh, mm. talking to your students, for example. Mm. Because you, you sort of trained yourself to to be aware of those kind of nuances, right? Yep.
1: Yes, mm. uh, definitely that. And also, like, some of my students have some really interesting stories to tell as well. Like, one of them was severely bullied the same way that I was. And so, I would love for her to speak about it, you know, to, to so that she gets that confidence, gains that confidence speaking about it. I would love for her to share her experiences. I mean, these are things I'm trying with each of my students, like where their strength is yeah. and trying to bring that out. Yeah.
0: So, I am very aware that there is a lot of discussion on terminology mm-hmm. and it is a bit worrying for me because I don't want to insult anyone and I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> but sometimes I feel like there's just so many... The lexicon is just growing and growing and I can't keep up. So maybe you can walk me through what are appropriate words to use uh, for me to navigate this conversation, for example.
1: Okay. uh, In terms of disability, uh, and that ranges, that's everything. But normally, we would ask uh, first how they would like to be uh, described. For example, the word disabled. uh, This is a very interesting thing which I actually just recently read up on. There is no... Correct answer yet. No one has come up with the correct terminology for you know uh, special needs. Right now, the most, um, mo- the one that's used the most in the UK, and they're trying to bring that out more, is neurodiverse, okay. um, which is something I like because it explains it. You know, di- di- the word diverse is is so much better than you know uh, something negative sounding. So yeah,
0: because disabilities, uh, yeah. Uh, it has. And you know, to be fair to a lot of people, they don't say it in a bad way. They don't mean to be condescending or anything like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the word that they were taught, right? Yep. Uh, it's a and a shallow sort of definition of you know, but um, yeah. So I I guess neurodi. Sorry, neuro neurodiverse but that is
1: not for physical disability okay. yeah just autism Down syndrome
0: what, what about specially uh, specially <laughs> abled is it that-
1: okay there's a lot of criticism okay. uh, for specially abled for uh, differently abled right. because uh, people with the disability have come out and fought against it saying excuse me we're all differently abled yeah we're all specially and they hate specially spe- uh, specially capable something okay. like yeah <laughs> something like that there's a lot a lot of terms that um, people are trying to be kind by t- coining those terms. But to people who have a disability, they come out and say, well, I'm proud of my disability. I'll call it a disability. Sure. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So there's actually many different arguments. Uh, some people prefer uh, differently able." That's used a lot in Malaysia for some reason at the moment.
0: differently able." Differently-abled. Okay.
1: But people will argue and say, aren't we all differently-abled? Yeah. yeah. How do you categorize one, you know? So... Uh, for now, uh, in the UK, they use the term disability. So, I still remain and I still stick with that. But I'm trying to uh, coin neurodiverse and bring that, you yeah. know, to Malaysia. Because I think that's a good explanation.
0: Yeah, I, I watched your Insta story where you had a… You do it every week, is it? Every, every Tuesday? Yes. Every Tuesday and it's sort of a sharing.
1: Yes. Just a… Yeah. Yeah. Correct.
0: And um, I really liked it because I think you really did consciously try to create a safe space mm-hmm. and you encourage people to voice their questions however stupid or even insulting it could be mm-hmm. and I think that was very kind of you and very nice because I feel that the, the sort of charity should be extended because mm-hmm. sometimes I see some of the the rhetoric it's very uh, aggressive mm-hmm. so you have people fighting like mm-hmm. you know someone says disabled then mm-hmm. the other person will be, you don't call them disabled yeah, they're right. not disabled Yes, they're just specially <laughs> able <laughs> yeah. That's Who are you to say that disabled? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Relax, <you know>? <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And I mean, there's no right answer. Sure. I, and the best thing you can do is actually ask how someone would like to be referred to as. That's the best thing. Yes, some may be nonverbal. Some, you know, may not be able to say... But um, I think what is respectful because the terms are already there: autism, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy. You know, happy puppet syndrome. It's already there, so you can say rather
0: happy puppet syndrome. Yes, happy. What, what, what is
1: that? <laughs> uh, that's uh, when um, it, it's a chromosome. Uh, so they have smaller feet, okay. things like that, and they 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 call it happy puppet syndrome because their teeth are. Uh, jutting out and it looks like they're always smiling. Oh. So, they're actually wonderful and like a lot of interesting characteristics with that one. They are very fascinated with water. Oh. With like um, movement of water. So, when you, um, maybe a water bottle, things like that, you'll find them sometimes spinning because they're very amazed by, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by water. It's very interesting. Um, uh, the, the physical characteristics are all the same. Uh, but obviously, in terms of person, each one is a different personality and a different, yeah. So, we can't say that Yeah, we can't uh, judge it based on characteristics. So
0: your students, uh, are they um, autistic? Or (laughs) are they… They consist of different groups? or uh,
1: Different and sometimes… Like for example, with Happy Puppet Syndrome, I've got a student uh, with that. And I didn't know what it was Mm. till she came. Like I feel that the… Being… You know, having this education is because of them. The reason I know things is because of my kids. I wouldn't know, I wouldn't research, I wouldn't read, I wouldn't look up if not for them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, to answer your question, we are mostly autism, uh, but we have Down syndrome, uh, which is Tryan. You, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, One that, of the boys yeah. that uh, came on the Insta story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a wonderful. Uh, he was a very very nice boy, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a he cut his hair on yeah. that day. He looked a bit like what's that guy's name? Tom uh, Holland. Tom Holland. <laughs> he
1: told his hairdresser, "Can you make me look like Tom, Tom Holland?" Holland.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I think his mom was sort of like prompting him on things to say from the background, so it was really funny. And you could tell, like any other person, would be annoyed at your mom <laughs> for like you know trying to prompt you and do yeah. things, and you're like, no, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. Myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was very very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So down syndrome mm-hmm. autism so basically
1: um a range uh roshan uh, cerebral palsy mm. um happy puppet syndrome like i said um but mostly majority is autism yeah
0: um and so in your ngo you specialize in theater yes your partner
1: uh she has had like years she has had years and years of experience. Uh, she has a son who's autistic. Uh, his name's Carl. Um, and she basically taught herself um, with using, like, learning with Carl, basically, and then working in all kinds of different NGOs, similar to me, but obviously for many, many more years. Um, and we came together and we had this idea to open up a centre that actually doesn't just give them jobs, Is you know, providing training in incre- helping with social skills and confidence because that's the one thing that's going to make you a productive member of society. We want you to go and make friends and be able to sit in a circle and talk and you know, hmm. rather than just when you're doing a repetitive job, you take away all of that. How can you do that? That's so inhumane, you know, sure. if you think about it.
0: And I think, I, and I, I don't know why I never thought about this before no one else. I mean, I'm sure there have been but theatre would be so helpful though because... I mean, even as true, sh- everything we do mm-hmm. as people when we interact with each other is mm-hmm. just game, mm-hmm. games and drama. Yeah. Um. You know, when my get my family members come over to the house, mm-hmm. there are cues, there are roles that we play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all drama, and yeah. if someone doesn't play their role properly, they get chastised in their own way, yeah. whether they are isolated from the group or you get a talking down to. Yeah. But we all have this, and it's a social game that we all play. Mm-hmm. And some people play very well, some people don't play so well, right? Mm-hmm. And we just all play acceptable behaviour to a certain extent. Yes. And so, yes. theatre would be a wonderful way to kind of... Because with, aut- with autistic children and all these different groups, the play is a bit difficult for them in the sense that they they maybe are not as aware... Or not, for us, it's intuitive, mm-hmm. the social cues. For them, it's not intuitive, yes, right? Yes,
1: correct.
0: So w- does theatre help uh, with that?
1: Uh, definitely with social skills. Um, I mean, my students went from... Uh, I mean, I can physically show you, but I'll try to describe it as best <laughs> as I can. But when you go near... when Initially, this was when he first came to our NGO. Um, and he has Asperger's. Uh, and I went close to him thinking that he would be okay with me standing next to him. And I went close to him to teach him something. And he jerked and he moved very far away. He was so terrified of me. And I thought, oh my god, was he hit? Mm. Did people hit him in his other NGO? Did people, you know, uh, take... So that really affected me and i he's the one that made the grab uh, the, <laughs> the grab, grab driver <laughs> joke. Yeah, yeah, he came out of it. He just yeah, totally so sorry, transformed. Just for, for
0: context for everyone. <laughs> yeah, the, So uh, Sharanya was sharing on the Insta Life about her students. Sorry, what's the... Uh,
1: can you? Can you? So, can you, say so
0: yeah. you was saying that because can you get picked up by one of the teachers Yes. and then I think you all were asking him whether is he uh, coming? Is the teacher coming Then <laughs> yeah. he was like, you mean my grab driver? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was really
1: funny. (laughs) And like he imagined someone going from that so shy and so scared to be touched and so, you know, afraid of life. Like it felt like he was just afraid to be in this world and went from that after doing drama and theatre and he's hilarious. He is so funny now. Like I feel it. It was all buried. It's not like it was never there. It was all so buried and from being hit and you know, all this and being treated badly. It was so buried down there and I think drama actually brought that out and he makes jokes all the time. I Mm. love talking to him. he's hilarious. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So, with with autism, um, I mean, another, I don't know whether it's a stereotype or it's a misconception, is that there's a fear of aggression, right? There's a fear that there's an overreaction and someone might might get hurt or something. Or maybe it could even be inappropriate sexual Mm behaviour, right? For example. Mm -hmm. Um, Are those things you deal with uh, and are those things... Um, is that got to do with the the way that they're brought up? They're not socialized enough? Or is it just inherent that they really just can't understand uh, uh, particular behaviors? Or is that... Is every person different?
1: Uh, each one, for sure, is like very different. Mm. That's how I would see it. Um, but in... in, I'm, I'm not sure if you heard about this case about a, a boy with autism who... Mm. Uh, who, uh, a boy who with autism who was put in jail uh, for inappropriately touching a girl, a female. And it is so hard to fault anyone in a situation like that, especially him, because it's not taught here. It's not, um, we don't, it's such a taboo topic that we don't, Teach them, because I feel if you teach them the right ways and the reasons you can't do something, and I mean, there's so many ways to teach someone with autism. You assume that someone who's nonverbal doesn't understand, but that is the biggest, um, that's one of the biggest misconceptions we have to get rid of. They do, they understand everything, it's just a different way of communicating. Um, And I think there is, you can teach every child, you just have to be creative for each. Each student creative in the way that you teach, yeah, yep, I'm not you, sure if I answered your question, yeah
0: no, I, I I get what you're saying yeah. you're saying you we we can't know why <laughs> they, they they react the way they react, yeah, but what we can do is we can help them moving forward and yeah. socialize them properly, la. correct, like basically any other student with their own idiosync- synch- synch- uh their own peculiarities yeah. and you deal with them accordingly, la. correct um I mean, like for myself and Jane, uh, who does our sound. Uh, because we are in church, we we do a lot of youth activities. So we've come to uh, meet um, a few uh, children. We but we don't know. We know that uh, they're different, but we we don't know whether it's Asperger's or or mm-hmm. Down syndrome. But mm-hmm. we had contact, and those experiences I suppose have informed us. But I think with us it was difficult because we were we are we were and are still young, mm-hmm. yep. and a lot of parents they want their children to socialize mm-hmm. with. Um, Inverted commerce, normal kids, right? Mm-hmm. Regular kids. So, they kind of give them to us or ask them to join us but without any context. Yep. And so, you have to learn the hard way yeah. of like what we what is good behavior, not good behavior. Correct. So, I'll, I'll give, I was giving you an example before mm-hmm. the podcast of uh, one boy who is elderly. He's in his 30s and uh, he's... So, we had a tendency to talk down to him as a child mm. but actually... Um he's an adult mm-hmm. and he can actually be manipulative yeah. and you know you need to draw boundaries yeah. and those are things you have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Um you speak a lot about also talking to uh, the way we talk to adults mm-hmm. and dealing with adults. Yeah. Why is that such an uh, a big thing?
1: I to be honest uh for me it's not what you say it's mm. your tone of voice. So there's a difference in saying it like Oh, hi, how are you? Is everything... You know, because they can uh, notice that. And yeah, yeah it, is, it is... Like very, talking to a preschooler. Yes.
0: Hi, Jane, how yeah. are you? <laughs> are you doing good?
1: Yeah. Is everything alright? Because it's so condescending. If yeah. you Yeah, but it's something I have done before. So, the, the only way I know not to do it is from doing research and understanding and, you know... Um, and you we tend to do that because we are unsure of their understanding capabilities. So... We do that because we're not sure they understand this. So that's something people need to think about. And understand… I'm using the word understand a hundred <laughs> times here. But <laughs> they, should un-
0: uh,
1: they should know that um, they understand everything. Mm. So the way you communicate… I, I, I use a very straight um, tone of voice normally. when I, I, I don't do it with Down syndrome and uh, cerebral palsy and stuff. But I do it with autism. Uh, because… It's just age. It has to be something that's age appropriate. Even the activities I do with them, I try my best not to use children's books and you know all this coloring. And you know coloring is is fantastic, but not like a, you know kiddie. Yes. Yeah, you know it's yeah.
0: But why don't you do it with Down <laughs> syndrome and cerebral palsy?
1: Um, I I do, but it's um a different. Okay maybe,
0: maybe for the benefit of everyone just to define it. <laughs> yeah. Um so with down syndrome mm. it's a genetic yes a genetic thing yeah. okay i think chromosome. we can just simplify it as that like it's mm-hmm. a chromosome yep. thing. Uh with autism it's a neurological yes. thing right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh with as with uh asperger's mm-hmm. it's also a neurological yes. thing. Um with uh cerebral palsy uh also neurological mm-hmm. because the way your brain is uh, wired mm-hmm. so it can vary greatly. Um uh, is there anything else i'm missing?
1: Uh that's it, I think.
0: So, the way you deal with it, varies, is it? According to the…
1: Uh, yes. I feel like um, my approach to, to my students is uh, very much the same. But then there are certain… Um, because no child is the same. No mm. child with special needs, uh, they are not the same at all. So, I feel like my approach varies with each, um, you know, child and… For example, I have one <laughs> who calls, uh, says my name, Teacher Sharnia, um, a hundred times a day. And <laughs> so there's a different approach to something like that. And she says things like, which is so cute. Um, you like me, right? And she says, I like you, right? She'll always ask me that question. I like you, right? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cute. But yeah. um, there's a different way to... Um, Teach her and, you know, explain to her you can't call someone's name so many times a day. That kind of thing. As opposed to, you know, someone else with autism who totally, may, like, doesn't say anything. Maybe nonverbal, you know. So, there's a different uh, approach with each child. Like, each child is a totally different story. I, I feel yeah. like I learned something different from each of them. I, I, honestly, I feel <laughs> really
0: lucky or blessed because I really understand what you're saying because of the my youth... Uh, experience. I, I, Like, if you... 10 years <laughs> back, I would never have known I would have these experiences. But these kids are sweethearts. Yeah. Like there was one boy in our youth group who always... His job is setting up the projector. Anything with the projector, the laptop, he sets it up. Only he can handle it. He has his set of rules. And he's always watching. Are you following your rules? Are you wearing slippers? <laughs> no, you should be wearing shoes. You know, and he's... But he's such... He's such a good heart. And I remember we did one church camp. And he was... Again in charge of setting up the projection because we had moved from one site to another. He's in charge of setting up the projectors. But for some reason, in the morning, he couldn't get a particular type of screen that he needed. The logistics people were busy. So, I was coming in and I saw him at the back and he was just like moving back and forth, back and forth. So, I went up to him and I like, Irin, are you okay? And he was crying. He was crying. Then I looked at him, why, didn't? what's going on? And then I'm not a crier at all. Huh? I'm not a cry at all. And he just looked at me like… I just can't, I can't fix the screen. I can't fix the screen. I can't fix the projector. I don't know what to do. And I felt so broken. Oh h- my- because I've never seen someone so sincere yeah. in serving before. He has such a big heart. Even now, I think about it, I yeah. feel a bit <laughs> weird. It's like, you know, it's like so beautiful to me, <laughs> you know. He is one. Then there's another boy who, um, every time he sees me, he gives me a big hug. And then he always asks me, when is youth? When is youth? There I'll be... <laughs> two weeks, right? Uh, sorry, I almost say it. Two weeks. I mean, why two weeks? Because, you know, it's always two weeks, right? <laughs> but when is youth? Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> I, I, I get that. And me? I had to learn, you know, I had to learn like... Before he asks you a question, you ask him a you question. Are,
1: yeah. <laughs> when I is mean, our youth? Be, that is brilliant. <laughs> that is so smart. I'm going to use that title. Yeah.
0: And then he'll say... Then say when is youth? Two weeks. Do it. Oh, why? Because he's two weeks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! I'm absolutely going to use that.
0: Yeah, but yeah. you know your are such sweethearts. The, I but, yeah. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. You think you
1: think? No, something similar to your story actually. Uh, one of my students, actually all of them, <laughs> they I kept the line of communication open on WhatsApp. Uh, normally I wouldn't during school, uh, but I do because I I want them to have somebody to message, and they some of them have phones, so some of them love you know, messaging and talking. And I, rather than them go to a stranger and talk to a stranger, i rather they speak to me. But now because of that, then the line of communication <laughs> is open. I get a message every... Um, and normally we have Zoom classes from Tuesday to Friday... Uh, and on the weekends, specifically Saturday and Sunday, they'll message me saying, "Teacher, uh, today is Saturday, so there's Zoom class, right?" <laughs> like, nope, I told <laughs> you this like <laughs> from the start that your classes are from Tuesday to Friday. But they will make sure they ask this even on the weekends, and they I, they just love and they keep messaging saying, "I miss school," and yeah, they but the reason I open the line of communication is because I want them to have someone to speak to. They are more than welcome to message me. I don't, you know, but I, because I don't want them going and uh, messaging someone else they may may not know. Sharani,
0: do you ever get impatient? Yes. How do you handle it? Because like, that's (laughs) another thing. I think that's true though because even with parents, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I met, a parent. I can't recall how I came to this information, but mm-hmm. she shared with either me or someone else. This was many years ago. She said that she doesn't like both her children are autistic. Two sons. Mm-hmm. She said, "I don't like my children. I love my children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't like my children."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And That's she was ex- really interesting. She was expressing how difficult it's a reality, right? Mm-hmm. There are difficulties and hardships mm-hmm. that come with it. Yeah. As much as you can love your child,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So, how how do you think? what what's your advice or how do you navigate and you know to have that i don't know hope or or, or temperance or you know you get what mm-hmm. i'm saying
1: yep um i i think i'm naturally quite empathetic mm-hmm. um i i've had this for a long time i think that's no, one of because of, of, of my your
0: experiences yeah church,
1: <laughs> i'm naturally quite like uh uh like that so i think that it's partly to do with that mm. um and also but it's difficult because
0: yeah, yeah we just <laughs> got a call. Sorry, yeah, you can continue. You can continue.
1: It's difficult because uh, um, you know when they do certain things, like have a meltdown, or and like I've had my laptop broken before. Mm. You know, my mug, my coffee mug was broken, and my table was flipped upside down. My entire office was, you know. Mm. Uh, but I remember that moment when that happened to me. I didn't. I was not upset. I was not. I didn't. Yes, maybe for a second I was like, oh my god, my laptop. But after that, I was like, Sharanya, educate yourself. Understand why he was firstly having a meltdown. Why you know whatever, whatever. So I actually asked him, and he's nonverbal. So I said, what What is it that made you have? a meltdown. Is there something in my room that you don't like or is it too loud or is there, you know, too much bright light? And eventually, I found out that he did not like the sunlight. So, from then on, I actually made him wear sunglasses. I was like, you know what? You can wear sunglasses in class. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I didn't have a a curtain. So, I was like, that's my last option. So, -hmm. I got him to wear the sunglasses uh, during class. Totally fine. Till today. So, it's just, I think it just takes a little bit of research and a bit of understanding and talking to them and trying to find out, you know, e- even though he's nonverbal, he managed to show me by pointing. So, I drew, you know, I drew sound like a mm-hmm. year. I was like, is this yeah. causing, you know, the meltdown? Is this, you know... And sometimes there are no reasons for a meltdown. Sometimes there may be no reason at all, but...
0: It could probably be... It could even be something that I experienced earlier in the day, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely mm. right. Yeah.
0: So, um. So, like, for example, now... Uh, this is something I've noticed as well because I teach Sunday school Mm -hmm. uh, catechism in church for 15-year-olds. When I was growing up, I honestly had no contact with any children who were autistic. Mm -hmm. But now every year, without fail, there's a a student with either Asperger's or some variation of that, right? Mm -hmm. And I wonder, and you you really can kind of tell, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't know what but you know something, right? and i i I don't know what it is i I thought about it it, it could either be there just more mm-hmm. uh people born, maybe population is increasing so more, mm-hmm. or parents are now more comfortable uh um letting their autistic or what these different groups mm-hmm. uh socialize uh, in public settings. Mm-hmm. in fact, there are a lot of mixed schools now as well right yes,
1: yeah, but um, I think the inclusion is somewhat there, but not hmm. quite there because. Um, I mean, I taught in a school, uh, international school where I was guiding um, a little girl, four years old, with um, uh, autism on the spectrum. And still, despite her being in a, I hate using the word normal, but a non, so that's another thing is that we call them non-special needs schools. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, for her to be in a non-special needs school and that kind of setting, it was still not that inclusive. She still had to remain by her Shadow Aid side. She still ate with her Shadow Aid. She still… So, where is it really inclusive? I think the, the point is in Malaysia, I don't think we're just there yet. I,
0: that sounds like a cosmetic… Mm, a sort of cosmetic… You know, oh, we just need them to mix. And then you just put them together. Mm-hmm. But you don't give anyone… No. Either party the tools. Correct. Right? And I have the same problem in uh, um, Sunday school… Mm-hmm. Or in uh, classes. Because I know these children… These kids are good kids. It's just that they don't know how… Or they don't know... I mean, they're young. They're 15-year-old kids, right? Yep. So, they don't know how to deal with the the, the situation. Mm-hmm. And I wondered that. We had one boy a few years ago who... You know, he's a 15-year-old boy. He's interested in girls. But he would text girls inappropriate things, mm-hmm. right? And so, then these girls would tell us about it. And then so, that's the thing you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And also, like with that boy who will always hug me. He's very strong. Mm-hmm. And so he can come off especially to a girl as being very aggressive mm-hmm. because he's excited right yeah. but he's very strong so they can be afraid mm-hmm. so how how do you have any advice about how to i don't know, draw boundaries or or deal uh with those sort of scenarios
1: mm-hmm. uh this this is something that has come up a lot with my partner and i because we received um uh complaints from friends and facebook you know my Facebook friends and uh, my partner's Facebook friends.
0: So can I just say, with with I could would, would you imagine right with autistic children, Down syndrome children navigating face to face. Uh, interactions are so complicated yeah. what more social media when we ourselves can't navigate social True. media properly yeah. right yeah there is so many rules yeah about liking a post not liking following 100%. when you follow don't follow <laughs> that even none of us have a general
1: consensus yeah what more
0: these kids right
1: yep absolutely or adults in fact yeah absolutely definitely and i think they weren't taught as well because i try to teach them we have tried before it some It's not always 100% successful, but we have tried to teach them uh, the correct ways to use social media. So the correct ways to use Facebook and the correct ways to use Instagram. For example, don't go adding people you don't know. Like that's your rule number one. Don't do that. Yeah, whatever you do, don't do that because you need to have a trusting circle of friends, people that understand, you know. if But it's so hard to do that. How do you stop? Because they're going to add... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah they're going to do that and they're going to, you know, message girls and we've had uh, issues with that in our NGO as well. Um, it's such a difficult… I have no answer for that actually. Yeah, yeah because we're still trying to figure it out. Like for example, Choy, uh, choyen, um, he loves to use his mom's phone. He uses his mom's account as well. So I've received so many comments from people saying, I think Choyan's mom's account is hacked. Mm. Like, no, it's choyen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's um, Such a difficult I think with social media You know Facebook, Instagram That's I find that a Very difficult Because you don't want to say As well Roshan You don't want to say You're not allowed To have a phone at all yeah, That's definitely. not fair mm-hmm. And that's not You know So I haven't learned Myself How to yeah. Combat this Specific it's thing so,
0: Even with us adults mm-hmm. It's so complicated right? Correct <laughs> Yeah um, What about the, That desire for love As well Right. That that must be such a complicated thing to navigate. Because yep. I mean the hormones are the hormones lah, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So and they have not only physical desires, but everyone wants emotional intimacy as mm-hmm. well. Well, not everyone, but most people mm-hmm. want emotional intimacy. How is there conversations that you have to have about things like that? Or have you seen um, um anything?
1: In in my NGO specifically, there was an issue like this. Mm. Um uh I have students who pull down their pants Mm -hmm. just in the middle of, you know, class and start, you know... uh, Some that I feel they were not given the right tools. I mean, Roshan, to be fair, for us as well, we were not taught about... We were not taught sex ed. It's so taboo. Like, we are not allowed to speak about it. We can't... You know, I, I have... Everything is like in private and I'm not allowed to express myself and ask what is happening. And we... I think... Because it's already taboo, so imagine for special needs how much more it would be. It's not talked about. No one tells them you can, you know, you're allowed to go on dates. Or like this show that I'm watching, uh, Love on the Spectrum.
0: Yeah, I heard about it. Actually, fantastic. a friend, before yeah. I heard a, uh, you recommended, my mm-hmm. friend also recommended it and yeah. she said it was great. Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh, fantastic okay, it because they actually give them the right tools to dating. And they tell them, how do you approach a conversation? Uh, girls like eye contact. So you must go in and you know, eye contact. Girls like it when you go in and shake their hands, or girl, you know, boys like it when you know you pay attention or you understand. Uh, you pay attention to what they're saying and then respond, because yeah. that can be a problem sometimes with autism. Is that they don't he- hear you. You yeah. know, they they just. Um, so it's so interesting that they how it's so unfair, uh, Roshan, that they get that. You know, in the that was in the U.S. and U.K. If I'm not mistaken, mm. and here like. I've even watched a video of someone teaching a Down syndrome boy uh, how to, you know, tips on all these kind of things and and consensual uh, sex and things like that. So I mean, when it's yes, when it's no, yeah, when it's no, correct, absolutely. And we have done the extent to which that we to which we can teach this to our students. Um, and I get sad about it because that's just my extent. And I know it because I feel there's not much awareness on it yet. Mm. Um, but the extent is that I've taught them abuse awareness. Mm. So, that's it. That I can't go much more than that. So, all I have to say is no one is allowed to touch you from shoulder down. And, you know, who are your safe adults? Your safe adult is me and my partner. And, you know, so… We, but we can't go further than that. Because already talking about that is so… Like… Taboo, you yeah, know, yeah. and we it's so hard to tell parents, I'm going to teach your children about abuse awareness. Like, they're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why? You
0: know, yeah. Or even, uh, even not you, I'm saying, I'm not saying you specifically, mm-hmm. but even if a person would want to would tell these parents or we want to teach your children about sex, mm-hmm. then the, a lot of parents might be like, Why? Mm. <laughs> right? You know, that's Absolutely. difficult. But even honestly, in Malaysia, the truth is, the reality is that, um, like, for me growing up, the way I was taught. About sex was my friends, mm. uh, a biology one chapter in form three yeah. when I was fifteen, and porn. You know, Which this, didn't
1: even explain it much, to be honest. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's just the biological, <laughs> the basic fertilization <laughs> process, la,
1: Correct. You know, yeah. and pornography. Yeah. You know,
0: these Absolutely. these these three things, and mm-hmm. that's really really scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see it manifest in weird ways yep. in society now, right? A lot of like inappropriate behavior, mm-hmm. right? Because you sort of wing it.
1: Absolutely. Mm. And it's so unfair. It's it's an education everyone deserves. I mean, I feel I was robbed. I feel like I don't didn't know anything about <laughs> it till I reached quite a you know old age. And mm. I feel I don't know, like it's it's always been an awkward conversation. I don't think it should be. I think we should just explain, you know, be open about it. I think a lot of Malaysians need to start understanding that even dating, loving someone, it's a basic human right. How can yeah. you rob them of that? How can you take that away from them? It's so unfair. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: parents are afraid. La. Yes. Yeah? They Not are afraid. their fault. Yeah. yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's such a powerful thing, right? Yeah. And it's something that's so out of their control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anything can happen. I guess yeah. they are afraid and if they talk about it, it promotes or encourages. Yes. You
1: know? <laughs> Correct. But the truth is, everywhere,
0: everything is already going to encourage. Right? Yeah. Every show you watch, or everything you're exposed to. Yep. Hmm.
1: Correct. And like, what is yeah? It's always a topic I've wanted to yeah speak speak about because I feel it's not uh, people just don't want to hear it. Number one, don't want to talk about it. Um, it's so awkward. It's so you know, oh, you know, someone with autism going on a date. That's really you know, it's just why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there should be support groups and support that they can go to to start you know dating and like similar to love on the spectrum I wish there was someone here who would you know I would love to do it, but I know there's a lot of backlash with that I'm sure but you know I
0: absolutely would love what to. what about the parents of mm-hmm. your students for example do yep. do you have 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 you ever had a conversation with them where they share about what they want for their children moving forward or mm-hmm. where they see their children going. Do they do they even have a conception of their children having a family one day or is it something that's just off the table?
1: Nope, off the table. Mm. I have not spoken mm. to one that has, I, has expressed that, you know, there's a lot of, oh, I hope that uh, this student can eventually live with this other student. You know, two boys in an apartment. Mm. You know, maybe, and which is lovely if you think about it, but, they might want a family. They might want a wife. They might want kids. You know how do, it's so unfair to take that away from them. Yeah, hmm. mm-hmm. that's a huge topic, Russian. You need like four hours for that one.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think the the, the parent element <laughs> of the whole conversation is so important, right? Mm-hmm. I think like you were saying before the podcast started about how parents have two ways of reacting, mm-hmm. right? Either they over, they sort of over um, diagnose. Yes. Or they completely deny. De- yes, correct. Know, and it's it's very complicated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do, how do you deal with... I'm sure... But I'm supposing that you have difficult parents as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, how do you deal with that?
1: Mm, actually, for now, our parents... So okay? Yeah. I, oh, for cool. now, they're all uh, great. Um, mm. I think... Because it's like a support group as well. So, a lot of... What I'd like to comment on, actually, are the siblings. The siblings are super, like, incredibly involved in their you know uh autistic family members life um so helpful uh i feel all of the siblings actually all of them are are great and it's because because it's a support group we make sure that we meet with them once in a while or we hang out together and it's very much like a family we've created some Mm -hmm. kind of like yeah it's it's very family oriented so they call each other like Brother and sister, like oh. someone else's brother and sister would be their brother and sister, that kind of thing. Yeah. Nice, nice. nice. <laughs>
0: um, what are, because you spoke about this in your mm-hmm. Insta Live, but yep. I was wondering, I wanted to ask you as well what, what are the common misconceptions that you face? Uh,
1: okay, I have it written down. <laughs> um, okay, the, one of them is uh, which a lot of people say is suffers from autism person A, B, C suffers from autism. That, um, like I said in the live, it's, this, it's not a disease. Sure. Um, it's not an illness. So, we, don't, we try not to say those things. For example, afflicted with autism. Yeah. A lot Actually, of people I, say that. I, I just yeah. learned this as well because
0: <laughs> a few weeks ago, we had an episode. What was the episode? I don't know what we were talking about. But we, were, we spoke about suicide suddenly. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a passing remark. I think, oh, I was talking about... Uh, yeah, something about mm-hmm. mental health, and then I was saying,
1: Fantastic.
0: I was saying something along the lines of, uh, you know, something could make cause someone to commit suicide, mm-hmm. right? And then I had a friend; she was very sweet, like She she messaged me, she said, oh, she listened to the episode, she likes the episode, mm-hmm. she's so proud of me. I can tell oh, that she was like prepping me for something that's gonna come. <laughs> she said all these nice things. She was like, oh, but you know, we try because I'm I'm studying psychology, mm-hmm. and in Canada, and we try not to use words like uh, commit. Because it has a, it implies a a criminal
1: act. I didn't know that. That's amazing. I I also didn't know it.
0: But so she said, you know, better words would actually be to like to say that he attempted to take his life. She said that sounds a little bit better because "committed" is too charged a word. Yeah, and things. And she gave a few other examples, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Something I didn't know, but definitely I can read up, mm-hmm. and it's not a big deal to change the word.
1: Yeah, know? absolutely.
0: But of course, at the same time, if people use it, I don't get mm-hmm. angry at them. Yeah, you know, I heard this as well, and yep. can consider it. Mm-hmm. Right. So the the first one is the. They're not… Uh, sorry, what was the first one again? The first They're
1: one is uh, the terms the you term. use. So, yeah, they don't suffer. Suffer they don't and suffer. afflicted with autism. You know, that so kind of So, a better way they have, is it? Yes. They this have. person has okay. autism. Yeah. Or are autistic. Mm. Um, that's uh, one of the misconceptions. Uh, mm. <laughs> okay, the other one is with… uh People have… Think that someone with autism who is non-verbal cannot communicate… But talking and communicating are two very different things. Sure. So, for example, uh, I re- want to mention my partner's son uh, and how I communicate with him. He's autistic and he's uh, nonverbal, So, he babbles um, but that's the extent of it. Um, and the misconception is that people think, "Oh, okay, he's babbling and I'm not going to continue this conversation. But uh, my partner actually taught him how to say yes and no. So… Holding your chest here means yes, and yeah. then he shakes his head for no. Yeah. So you can have an entire conversation with someone just from them answering yes and no. Definitely. If you are creative, you can have an entire full length conversation. Yeah. You just have to be a little bit creative. So I think the misconception and the sad thing is that people don't acknowledge them and just leave them in a corner. And you know, you tend to forget that they're there as well. And yeah. you know, it's, but I feel that's a misconception with nonverbal. So people think they just can't. Uh, communicate but they can 100%. I have a
0: cousin with cerebral palsy and uh, he's the cheekiest guy I've ever met and he doesn't speak per se Mm -hmm. but he communicates. He does basic sign Mm -hmm. and I honestly feel the same way and I've known him for um, all his life but Mm -hmm. I've gotten to know him a lot better these past few years and I honestly do feel I sit down with him. It almost feels like a conversation I'm having Mm -hmm. with him in our own way. Um, And it's just again another interesting thing and no i really understand because some people meet for the first time they don't they don't know right yeah uh, but they make a lot of assumptions are made automatically mm-hmm. and i feel like oh no you you should just take a little bit of time you'll okay. be surprised yep. he's very very cheeky very Correct. very funny he has a sense of humor I can tell absolutely he definitely has a sense of humor (laughs) that's
1: so nice yeah Yeah. Yeah. because people don't they neglect that they totally neglect finding that and I think with my partner's son Carl um, he laughs when he laughs it's not out of nowhere it is appropriate laughter it's hilarious and when we make a joke he laughs at that joke so you're like how can he not understand and Um, the other day I was joking about something this is a hilarious story I was joking about something and I said oh haha uh, what if I have COVID and he gets up from his chair and he has difficulty walking and stuff he gets up from his chair and he goes missing into the kitchen so I was like where did Carl go? he comes back with Dettol hand soap (laughs) and he places it on my desk (laughs) <laughs> so, I was like, are you telling me he does not understand? That's yeah. hilarious. And it's like as if he was joking with me, you know? Like, here's the <laughs> dad, all please wipe your... Like, wash your hands. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's incredible. So, I think uh, that's one of the misconceptions. I
0: kind of feel like with um, Down Syndrome or even Autistic or all these different groups, um, they're actually very much like us. Just... Mm-hmm. Like, for for example, we all also do a lot of non-verbal communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and we all need That's to be true. taught in a different way, a mm-hmm. particular way. It's just with us, it's a little bit more, I don't know, a bit more extreme, mm-hmm. a, a little bit more than, yep. than the average person, right? Mm-hmm. But we all, to a certain degree, have uh, different variations of this. We all do yep. nonverbal, mm-hmm. We all uh, have our own uh, personalities, yep. you know, things like mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: okay, okay. And you
1: can see the personality. I... I the more you speak to them and the more you hang out with them, I feel you can see a personality. Like you're able to describe what that person is like, mm. even though they are, you know, nonverbal. So I'm able to say that Carl is actually very loving, and Carl enjoys this and doesn't like this, and you know, you can actually take a lot from get a lot from nonverbal communication. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Next one. Do you have another one? Next, yes, I do. Have <laughs> many. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Um, okay. So. It's actually very derogatory to use, uh, to describe Down syndrome as just Downs by just using the word Down. So we try not to say he has Downs. We use the entire phrase. Why derogatory
0: though? Uh, do people use it in a derogatory fashion?
1: Yes, I think or? it was used in a derogatory okay. manner. And then now people are just like, don't do that. It's, yeah, not, not right. Mm. Um, and… Okay. The okay. Another misconception is special diets can cause uh, can cure autism. I have heard this from many many people. You like, know,
0: like what ginseng.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know, eat this and make sure they have you know a specific type of rice and a specific type of diet and blah. I'm like, okay, if your child is allergic to something, sure. yes, fair enough, you have a special diet, but no, does <laughs> not. It does not cure autism. Autism is also not a disease. So yeah, so. A lot of people are under that impression for some reason. I don't know where they got this fact from, but I
0: think they think it's a disease. Like, yeah. It, it, maybe intuitively they just feel mm. like it's a they feel like it's a disease and it yep. that implies that it can be cured, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Another one is they think it's bad parenting.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
1: It's they they think, you know, when they see a child with autism in public and he's having a meltdown, they're probably like, oh my god, what a terrible parent. And can you imagine? parent, what they're feeling and like all these stares and people are judging.
0: And I can't imagine when it was like about 30, maybe 30 years ago, right? How, because there wouldn't have been much support as now. Exactly. Uh, it would have been tough. I guess mm-hmm. they would have more, often than not, they would have denied, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even now though, I'm really curious to know the parent's journey. And yep. because there's a lot of, I suppose, reconciliation they have to make. There's yep. a lot of, you know, it's almost like… Uh, falling in love with someone and then realizing they're not as perfect as you thought they would mm. be. And sort of, your fantasy breaking away and you yep. embracing the real person, right? Mm-hmm. That must be a very tricky, topic. tough... That's ex- a
1: very nice, poetic way of <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Roshan man, Gomez man knows, Roshan
0: Gomez <laughs> knows heartbreak very yeah. well. <laughs> oh,
1: that was so poetic.
0: It's like, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but I'm really... I'll mm. be... I mean, it's, it's tough, right? As a parent, I mm-hmm. can't imagine... And especially like as a, a, a mom... I mean, if you find out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just after the delivery or... Because you can tell... You can find out quite early on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it would be a whole experience, I suppose, mm-hmm. you'd have to go
1: through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also such a difficulty like when you see a child... Um, or if, if you know about autism and you see a child that... Where that could be a possibility, it's almost like you... You want to say, tell, say something, and there's nothing. It's because people are ashamed of it as well. Okay. Ashamed. It's not. I mean, to me, it's it's a strength. It's not a you know. And so I, we're put in a position where it's so difficult for us to say. You know, maybe your child has autism and, and you know so I think the denial thing is a huge mm. yeah and it's not their fault it's absolutely not their fault it's yeah. just a lack of education like why it's not, nothing bad there's nothing bad about it
0: yeah mm. and I, to be fair honestly I can understand mm. why at a first glance mm. you would be uh, you would sympathize mm-hmm. because you consider a person as a burden yes and mm. to some certain extent they are mm. a burden in yes. the sense that that it's more complicated. Mm-hmm. They, are, they need to be provided for in a very particular mm-hmm. way, yep. very specific way. Mm-hmm. And in Malaysia, there might not be enough resources for that. But especially with my cousin who has cerebral palsy, uh, I see that he has brought the family so much more closer together. Mm-hmm. His his mom, the love is so evident, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I I cannot take him as a burden. He mm-hmm. definitely is not. You know, I think if you turn back time, my uh, his mom would have it no other way. Yeah. Right and I, I don't know whether that's a common experience for most parents, but she even his mom has taught me so much. She told me once because we were talking about this, mm-hmm. and she told me um one of the things that she that's helped her or she's learned is that when when she's um navigating things about with my cousin mm-hmm. she learned that she can't shouldn't or can't make my cousin the center
1: mm. she's up.
0: He's a part of the family. Yep. He's not the center of the family.
1: That's so… Yeah. Wow. I, yeah.
0: And I thought it was amazing because mm. then he really is a part of the family, yep. right? Yeah. So like for my cousin, she… Uh, sorry. Because they're technically both… She's actually my cousin. Mm. So uh, she plans her future as normal. Mm. You know? And he's a part of that but he's not everything. And I guess that's good because it avoids a type of um negativity or a type yep. of resentment as well. Yep.
1: And yeah. also, it's, he stops becoming the object of conversation. He starts becoming, you know, yeah. a part of the family. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. Because like, I think a lot of parents as well, it, it, that becomes the topic of conversation. That like envelops yeah. their, you know. So, it's very interesting that your mom, you know…
0: His mom. His, his mom, mom said yeah,
1: that, yep. yeah. Yeah,
0: great. Uh, next misconception.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> Individuals with this one of my favorites. Individuals with autism are geniuses, <laughs> and I think I said in my live as well that it's um, it's because of how it's portrayed on television. I mean,
0: yeah, what's that famous movie, the Tom Cruise one, Rain, Rain Man. Man? <laughs>
1: And he just—that's one of. Do you remember that being one of the first few movies that actually you know explained autism? And yeah, definitely one of the few that I watched and was like, oh okay, that's interesting. But then it changes. See, it makes you start thinking. It's
0: Raymond and the one with the girl, uh, the young girl, um, Dakota Fanning. I think she was a young girl. Her father. I'm. I'm uh, Sam. Yes, that's right. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Correct. (laughs) <laughs> Beautiful yeah. movie. Yeah. But
0: honestly, that was my only exposure. Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm. That's the only thing you see. And then you see Britain's Got Talent. Mm. And it's like this amazing, <laughs> you know, boy with autism who plays the piano fantastically. And then people are sending these videos around. But no, I mean, like, if you think about it, like all of us here in this room, like, we all have special things about us or like things that we're good at or things that we like. But <laughs> like amongst the four of us, that, you know, is there... Try, I'm trying to find the right words. You know, so like
0: your 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 this. your achievements are uh, well and good, yeah. but your strength of character yeah. is also as important. Like okay. when we look at every single person in this room, yep. we yeah, what you have achieved is one part, mm-hmm. but if I want to continue being with you, actually, mm-hmm. you could be the most excellent person. Correct. But whether you're funny, yeah, you're, whether correct. you're a nice person,
1: down to earth, yeah, yeah. The, those
0: things. Okay. On a day-to-day yep. matter. Yep. Want to watch a YouTube video? Yeah, fair enough. Your ex- excellent achievements so, yep. is entertaining. La. <laughs> right.
1: But like, there, there's this funny thing, uh, Roshan. Like when you tell someone about autism, they're like, oh wow, he must be really smart. Mm. Oh wow, he must be a genius. You know, because it's just portrayed that way. But everybody is different. I mean, you know, not... It's one of the funny ones, but said a lot. This, mm. yeah, a lot of people do think this. but
0: In fact, uh... uh I think the conception now is anyone who is genius like mm-hmm. must be on the spectrum somehow. Yes,
1: correct. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. S- they say that about. Uh, I mean, it it was true with uh, Beethoven, if not Beethoven, uh, uh, Mozart.
0: I don't know. Yeah, one uh, of the, one of, mm.
1: uh, you know that he was autistic and stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Sure.
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, sure. that's interesting. Okay, next one. Next
1: one. Uh, okay. That they don't want to make friends or feel love. We just had this conversation just now. Um. With, I mean, one of the funny lines from Love on the Spectrum uh, that really hit me actually, and it was really funny, but it was so true and so nice. And he phrased it very nice as well. Um, they asked him, So, what does love mean to you? Uh, and then he answers, and at the end, he says, um, uh, Some people even describe my heart as being 12 sizes too large. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, so, and this is someone with autism and it's it's just so nice to hear him say that. like, And it's true. This is a fact. That mm. they all feel love and they all feel, you know, emotions. It's not easy to see because it's not visible. But, you know, there are ways to get them, you know, to express themselves and to talk. But, I mean, definitely, this is a big misconception. It's that they don't love. They can't love. They can't empathize. Mm. They can't, you know, do all this. So, it's all untrue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've shown us like these small moments. I mean it may not be all the time but I had one of my students um, who out of nowhere, he's autistic and out of nowhere just from behind just gave me a hug. Stayed there for like five seconds and then just walked away. So there are moments of this. You can't… I mean no one can tell you that they, you know, can't love or can't empathize and yeah, it's just the way in which it's just different. It's just and a more different… And more often than
0: not, they will be the most genuine…
1: Totally. Right? Most honest, most genuine, most yeah, <laughs> most innocent, you yeah. know, so…
0: You know, that's what you get is what, what is you la, get, Yes, right? correct. Yeah. Mm. That's
1: the beauty of it. That's so nice. When you see someone so real, you're like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
0: because like, modern relationships are yeah. so, there's so much of expectations. Yes. You know, you're only giving because you expect to, it's a game Like, everything's a game. Yes,
1: correct. You, you, yeah.
0: you give so that you receive something yes. back, right? But yeah. they don't play games.
1: No, absolutely. Mm. And it's so, how much easier it is, is it to live your life in that way, you know, in that, so, it, I I love to see that. I love to see how like real they are and like how real their feelings are and what they say and you know. So imagine… Yeah, like you're saying, imagine them in a relationship. (laughs) It's just super straightforward. Everything to the point. Yeah. Mm. Which is how it should be. Uh, Nice, nice, nice. Um, The next one is… Okay. That Down syndrome are always happy. Okay. Um… People think that they only experience happiness, but actually they go through the same range of emotions that we do. Sadness, they get jealous, they get you know, upset. Um, and it's really cute. One of my students, uh, like the one you saw on my live, uh, Choyan, um, I scolded him for something once. I can't remember what it was. Um, I think he was in the office without permission. So I said, Troyan, you can't be here. This is not you know, a room that you come in and sit whenever you like. And I scolded him. Um, and it's not that I raised my voice or anything. I just was very stern with him. Um, and he stood up. He dragged his feet. Mm. And he was walking really slowly <laughs> with his like head hung low. Yeah. And, and that's when I realized I was like, okay, he does, you know, he forgives super easily. When sure. you say sorry, he's done with it. And he like forgets it as well. Mm. He doesn't, you know, hold a grudge or anything like that. But yes, they do feel sadness. They do feel upset. They do feel hurt certain things. So, I think we have to be very careful that we don't hurt their feelings, you know, or not just not hurt their feelings, but we have to understand they go through the same range of emotions mm-hmm. that we do.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, I would suppose, are there big differences between Down syndrome and uh, autistic? Uh,
1: yes. In terms of behavior? Behavior, yes. Very behavior. different. Yeah. Very okay, different. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, cool.
1: One, it's very obvious and the other one, it's not. So... Okay. behavior is very obvious in one and huh. yeah with autism it's not very obvious
0: yeah. mm, okay, okay next <laughs> misconception is there another um, one I'm happy to go through all your spoke- misconceptions <laughs> I'm happy to go through all of them <laughs> Yeah.
1: we actually just spoke about this yeah. one uh, which is age appropriate conversation yeah um, anyway we've spoken about that no, but okay I wanted
0: to ask you mm-hmm. I think w- is the education systems or I don't know they, are the schools available for uh, that provide this type of education are they enough because like uh, what happens uh when they reach eighteen you know mm-hmm. what's the what's the work life gonna be
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and I honestly something that I've thought about before that troubled me was the children that I know come from uh well to do families mm-hmm. What about those who don't have the resources right? Mm-hmm. What if their parents or family members can't support them? Mm-hmm. How do they support themselves? So is there resources or training
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh to kind of prepare them for work
1: um okay for this is a actually a very difficult that's yeah i okay. I don't even know where to start. I have like all the information but I'm like, where do I start? Okay. Uh, They do receive an education up until 18 but after that, they get thrown into like job training centres. And um, I mean, for right now, I don't know a lot of other centres that actually teach them confidence, social skills because the reason we opened it is because we realised that was the problem. That was an issue and they get that education, that social skills, confidence, education at a young age in school. They do get that education but when you throw them into a job training centre where they are not taught to communicate with each other or make friends or socialise, they revert back. They tend to revert back. Yeah, So, it's an entire 18 years or, you know, 16 years or whatever it might be that you've wasted because you didn't... You Like, they have a great education but then it reaches 18 and...
0: Is it because they're not prepared for work or is it because the new the new uh, the change of surroundings they're not prepared for that what in particular causes that type of regression or uh, is what what are they lacking or mm-hmm. you know that, that yeah
1: I, I, because, okay, I feel um, a lot of my students tend to regress. So, for example, during the CMCO, when they were not coming to school, some of them, their behavior totally shifted. And because they were in lockdown and stuck in the house, some of them started to uh, regress and and started to, like the behavior started to change. So, all the work that we did for three years, getting them out of their shell and things like that, they can quickly, in a matter of a few days, go back, Okay. To, you know, go back to being or like staying home too much or not able to socialize. Okay, you
0: so, know. so so I, I think I get what you're saying. You're saying okay. that okay, they're they are trained and supported up to them being eighteen. Yes. But it doesn't continue after that. No. So they need to after eighteen, they need to kind of some they need to be journeyed with yep. through that whole process. After uh, when they start working, for example, right? Yes, correct. I see. Yep,
1: it's an education for life. I feel. Yeah, Yeah, it's something it has to go hand in hand. It might
0: be something like normal uh, uh, therapy. Yes, uh, for for like for maybe I need to go therapy. Correct. On like a weekly basis or monthly Mm -hmm. basis to help regulate myself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for them as well. Yep. mm.
1: It's. I, I feel we are on the one of the few… I don't know if there's another centre that does this, to be honest. I don't want to say there isn't, but we are the ones that do 50% of both. They are both equally as important. Social skills, confidence, etc. That's what is going to enhance your job. If you're just stuck on a table, you know, packaging, doing KFC, packaging and stuff like that. And I, I think they are given those menial jobs because there's not enough people to assist them as well. Not enough teachers, not enough, you know… Yep. So it's it's all a, it's a giant circle, and yeah, one giant problem that is mm. yeah difficult to resolve. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So we tried to solve in a way solve that problem by opening a center like this, by yeah. you know, and we see the benefits totally. Yep. Yeah, they're so they're mm-hmm. probably
0: given the most basic uh, job job scope yep. with the least amount of social interaction possible. Yep. Which probably doesn't help them as uh, individuals growing and developing. Nope.
1: I, one of the first few centers that I worked in, I, I taught drama. Uh, I was volunteering, actually. So, I went once a week. And they would drop, when they saw me, they would drop their things. And they were so excited. They were like, oh my god. And when you think about that, and when you see that kind of reaction and how they, con- you know, are so excited, you're just there for one hour. You know, because the rest of the hours, they're just packing and they're, you know, putting tissue in a plastic and that's it. You know, for KFC, what or what have you. But that excitement and then you see it. You're like, oh my god, yeah. Absolutely. Why don't? Why are they in, it's basic human right to have a life? Like yeah. this is, yeah. yeah. And I don't want
0: to downplay like mm. uh, the corporations that are assisting, right? Yeah. But I mean, this is just me making an assumption but I can easily see a tendency to kind of reduce them to numbers on your CSR.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Absolutely. Board, right? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so like,
0: okay, we need to hit this so we just get just them get and then we just put them there.
1: Yep. And then right. you
0: just... Let them go, and mm-hmm. they probably just pass the instructions down the line. Yep. you have some manager somewhere like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I have to handle this. Yep. this person <laughs> is probably overworked. <laughs> already have their own things to deal with. Yeah, so they will probably just like chuck them one corner, mm-hmm. la, You know,
1: I I've actually I'm actually starting. Uh, I'm developing a a toolkit for companies on how to interact. For example, how to interview someone with autism, or how to make their environment office environment autistic friendly. Um, and all these different things, and how to... And one of the games that I actually came up with, or not really a game, but one of the ideas that I came up with is to have a board with like six or seven post-it notes on them, and each one stating a different activity to do with someone else in the office. So, Mm -hmm. for example, take a walk with your colleague, um, go down and have coffee with your colleague, or, you know, do five minutes of meditation with, you know, a friend or a colleague. And by enforcing those like social skills and the fact that they consistently have to be, you know, talking to someone or doing that activity, maybe they do that seven activities that day. So that's their social, you know, thing quota filled for that day. So it creating exercises like this to do in an office setting so that they can basically thrive in their job. Yeah, because that's what's going to help them yeah. with being productive. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, trying to develop that, but mm. <laughs> still a lot, a lot to do. But okay, if yeah. you're
0: rolling it out, you can come and publicize it. <laughs> uh, okay, awesome, thank you. <laughs> yeah, any other misconceptions on this
1: uh, one? I think that's it. Um, mm. a, a lot of people say they can't be contributing members of society. All a big lie, because if you create the environment to suit them, mm. there's nothing they can't do.
0: And ultimately, w- what are you going to do then? Mm. You know, if they if you don't uh, prop them up to contribute, you don't mm. empower them then what What do you expect?
1: Exactly. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I like that. <laughs>
0: Are you going to chuck them in a mental hospital? Prison? It mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't make sense to me.
1: And they, some of them even end up homeless and mm-hmm. things like that. So, we just need to get that awareness going. You know, get people understanding what it is. Yeah.
0: It's actually mm-hmm. so funny that something happened to me yesterday. I, I, I met a guy. Um, He invited me to go on his podcast. Mm-hmm. So, we went for dinner after. And we were walking back to his office and then there was just... This is Jalan Raji Chulan. So, it was empty. Mm-hmm. There was this guy, you know, uh, uh, a homeless man. Mm-hmm. And he was just... It was drizzling. And he was just like shouting, right? And just like banging his hands to the... Like this guy is like screaming, screaming, mm-hmm. shouting. Like this is someone who's really upset. Mm-hmm. And it's not that late. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And so, I asked this guy I was walking with, you know, what do you think his story is? You know, And he said, honestly, uh, from what I understand, a lot of them are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And this literally what he said. I didn't even realize that you're coming on today. Mm. But he said, you know, a lot of them are on the spectrum. They can't socialize properly. Yep. It's actually so funny that he told me this yesterday. But he said they can't socialize properly. They go, uh, they can't uh, support themselves, mm-hmm. and then they just become homeless. And, Absolutely. And it just manifests.
1: It's that's crazy. actually yeah. That's very sad. I've seen a few like that, mm-hmm. and it's very clear it's autism, or it's very clear to me. It's clear, but to others, it's just always. Oh, you know, probably crazy. crazy yes, crazy and using person. that kind of language as well, and and if we are not aware, these things will happen. And imagine Roshan as well, like uh, people in rural areas and people who have no idea what autism is. And what do they do with a child like that? There's no support. There's no you know understanding of what it is. You know, how many of
0: these crazy people are just people <laughs> who were born into poor families mm-hmm. that couldn't socialize them properly, and yep. it just manifested in that yep, way. Yep,
1: totally. I've even heard stories, Roshan, of… And this happened at another NGO. um, uh, Someone actually came with a 45-year-old Down syndrome, uh, their son. uh, Dropped him off at the centre for class and then never returned. Hmm. And um, they found out later on that the entire family had migrated to Australia and just left him stranded there in the centre. So, these things… It's so… But 45 years old. Mm. what were you thinking for that entire for it's not like it was a baby it's not like you know not that that would in that's any, not way, any way better, yeah, yeah anyway yeah. better but you know oh, 45. Don't,
0: don't think to yourself, oh I'll do a good deed <laughs> and let the baby go get the resources yeah. then I'll give up the child <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah okay yeah so, so they just left and yep. went, went on to Australia
1: Yeah, that's, that's it and just left him here
0: and it's so sad because Australia we have a much better place to take. <laughs> that,
1: that is literally what everyone tells me when I tell them this story. They're like, "Well, why didn't they take take him? That's a great place to go." Yeah.
0: Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. How has um? I mean, we we have to wrap up shortly, yeah. but I wanted to ask, um, how has this whole COVID, this lockdowns, how has it affected? Okay, first off, you said your 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 NGO has had to close. Mm-hmm. That's horrible, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm so sorry to hear that. Thanks. Uh, but you know i i'm sure you're pivoting in your own ways and hopefully this will only lead to something better for you mm-hmm. but um what about the, your students and parents how is this affecting them
1: it's very difficult actually because i told you just now about the regression so mm-hmm. they the online classes are 1 hour a day for 4 days a week um it's not enough it really isn't at all but for some of them like the concentration online i don't want to make it 3 or 4 hours but, you know a normal day for us is 9 to 4 but they only get one hour of class now and that's the only time they get to socialize and see their friends and laugh and sing and dance and it's really difficult I think mostly on them but um, also for us in terms of like because we're not just teachers we're also the co-founders so we have to make sure that the whole center is still running despite you know being in CMCO and being on lockdown and we even considered like opening, only reopening next year after Chinese New Year. But mm. we don't even know if we can then. But I, it's a lot of things. It's difficult because there's fundraising to do. There's um, teaching, planning the classes. And then on top of that, we're selling stuff to, you know, make money as, to fundraise basically. But selling um, cookies and bread. And actually my partner and my other teacher are both doing that, that side of the business. So like mm. nobody has… Is
0: that why bread and jam?
1: okay <laughs> it's a hilarious story no yeah. actually no but um, it ended up being that way so we were like oh my god how fitting
0: <laughs> so <laughs> just now, by chance just yes, by chance it's just
1: by chance okay, okay.
0: so you're looking into these uh, modes of um, uh, doing fundraising yes. and things like that
1: correct and on top of that having to teach and you know it mm-hmm. can be exhausting having to because re- I, I like to keep this connection with my kids so you know replying them and, and you know so it's it's a little bit difficult and I'm trying to as well by doing the live you know maybe I don't know if that helps and I, I don't know how many are watching or but I hope that helps with awareness and you know how do we include them into our society mm. yeah that is just a bit difficult and managing <laughs> your
0: own personal well-being right yes on your top own, of like mental health <laughs> yep,
1: and correct because
0: it's a weird time for everyone
1: yep totally
0: okay <laughs> Well, it's lovely talking to you.
1: Thank you. Same. <laughs> it was
0: wonderful. Uh, I really enjoy this conversation. I think you should come on anytime you want to. Can we have another conversation? Awesome. Yeah. yeah that would be cool. Uh, we normally end with either uh, final thoughts or recommendations for like something to mm-hmm. buy or read or watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should do recommendations. Okay. Okay. So we can recommend a product. Uh, not not a, a thought, not mm-hmm. an idea, but okay. recommend something to consume. Right? Okay. Or Buy or whatever. Okay. So yeah, what, what what do you have any recommendations?
1: Uh, you mean from our center or anything? It can be
0: anything. Uh. Oh, we need to plug you as well. Okay, first, <laughs> plug first. Plug okay. first. Uh, where can the people find you if okay. people want to like support you financially or mm-hmm. donate? Okay. There's any? How do they come uh, contact uh, you?
1: Okay. Uh, we have an account. Uh, mm-hmm. we have a Persatuan, so it's a NGO account. Uh, but you can, me- uh, messages. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your Instagram you got, to, you Yes, got Instagram. we have Instagram. Bread, you can message. Bread messages. and, gem. Uh, gem,
1: and bread. gem. Gem and bread. Gem and bread. Sorry, yep. my bad. But it's G E M. Because <laughs> I
0: follow bread first and then gem. gem. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite. Okay, got it. And gem <laughs> so is G E M, right? G E M. Yeah.
1: And then letter N. And then Bread. Gem and Bread. Yeah, which is highly confusing. The
0: Instagram, uh, Facebook? Uh,
1: Facebook, we have, yeah, under Gem and Bread Special Needs Support Group. Um, We're still trying to build that. I'm actually working to build up the Instagram and the rebranding, basically. So, um, it it will look like a mess right now. But yeah, so, Facebook, Instagram, and our numbers are there on Facebook as well. So, if anyone would like to donate, you know, can contact us and we'll send you the sure. account.
0: Yeah. Your class did a wonderful yeah. video as well. Uh so I think we'll post that on our social. We'll oh, share yeah. it.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then uh, everyone
0: can check that out and we'll mm-hmm. link your your details in that post as well. Uh,
1: okay, sure.
0: So people yeah. can find you. Okay, so recommendations. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh we I mean f- based on what we're selling <laughs> right now. Um, I'm terrible at this. Me, My partner and I are, are terrible business sure. <laughs> people. But um, we sell bread yeah. um, and also like jars of cookies. All right. So my partner it, and…
0: What type of bread is it? Is uh,
1: it's There's four types. Okay. Um, Whole meal and then there's uh, one with sunflower seeds. And yeah, different types of… At, at the moment, there are three types. Mm. Um, I'll sell it for you. okay, Guys, <laughs>
0: look. With the advent of COVID… We all know what happened with MCO. What was the first to go? Toilet paper and bread, right? (laughs) So, you need to build a resource chain. You need a steady supplier. So, (laughs) these people are selling good bread, quality product. Get ready for the Armageddon that's going to begin and stock up on your bread. Okay, done.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, I need to learn that from you. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, um, um, I don't know. Bread, um,
0: <laughs> Armageddon might be a bit too far, but yeah. now my, I I, I will lead with that.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> okay, so they can buy bread, they can buy uh, jam. Cookies, yeah. Cookies, uh, cookies. Oh, sorry, yes. Bread and cookies. Bread and
1: cookies, my um, bad. and then uh, chocolate chip cookies, yeah, and walnut. Okay. So,
0: so do, who does the delivery? Is it through Grab or...
1: We try to use Lala Move but we okay. try to ask people to come and pick it up. We're in Damansara Utama. So, mm. if people can come and pick it up, that's way better and you can save money doing that. But mm. we can use um, Grab or Lala Move or yeah, whatever delivery. Okay, yeah. cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to cheat because it's not something I watch but I'm going to recommend the, the show that you recommended. Uh, uh, Love on the Spectrum. Love on the Spectrum. I'm going to yeah. recommend Love on the Spectrum because... You're the second person to recommend it uh, to me. Yes. <laughs> so, uh I and even my friend has good taste so mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good. It's on Netflix, is it?
1: Yes, it's on Netflix.
0: So, Love on the Spectrum, that's my recommendation for today. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Thank you for having me. I've, this is great. I've never spoken this much before <laughs> about this so it's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Uh, and thank you all for listening. I hope you're staying um, healthy, safe and good through these weird times. Thank you all for listening and we are done.